Hello, I'm Liz Jones. If you read my diary in the Mail on Sunday's You magazine, then you'll know me and my life pretty well. But if you've always wanted to know more, this is the place for you. Welcome to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast. I'll be taking you behind the scenes of this week's column before digging back into the archives to find some of the most shocking and hilarious stories from the last 20 years. I'll be doing all this with the help of my assistant, friend and confidant, Nick. Hello. Do you love it? Do you love it? I love Gabrielle. I love her. She was Do you remember that was in the first Bridget Jones film? Yeah. Where Bridget's walking home. I just literally... to Gabrielle? She's still around. She was fronting for Simply Red that I went and saw um, at Darlington last weekend. Yay! So Nick got her VIP front row seat. I did. I she was... had an armband saying VIP. I did. I was there. I was there. I was right there. And literally... Did Gabrielle know you were there? I think so, yeah. I think so, because we were right in the front row. We, put, we pushed her way right to the front, and my mum's a bit of a screamer. I've got to be honest, mummy's a bit of a screamer. But mum's saying like, where's her eye patch? And I'm like, mum, just shut up and listen. But where's her eye patch? You know, it's like taking a two-year-old. Where's her eye patch? I said, she had an operation, mum. That's why she had the eye patch. She hasn't got the eye patch anymore. Oh, so she's not got an eye patch on. No, mum, she's not got an eye patch in, but she was ready to So how was, tell me about Mick Hucknall. Mick Hucknall was absolutely bloody Amazing. Amazing. Well, Nick kept sending me videos, because I'm obviously just stuck at home, Of and she got press tickets and I wasn't invited. And Mick Hucknall, he's just like in an old T-shirt that's been washed too many times, and his pyjamas. But you sent me a message, didn't you, saying... Why has he got sunglasses on? Why has he got sunglasses on? It was 10 o'clock at night. So I'm like, well, it's because he's cool, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? He's a rock star, he's cool. And then I thought, actually, at air age, maybe it's because he's got cataracts. Poor Mick. Poor Mick. Love I remember when I was on the Sunday Times magazine and we did an interview with Mick Hucknall and the whole interview was, I think Dylan Jones wrote it. He was editor of GQ for many years. Lovely, lovely man. And the whole interview was about how does Mick Hucknall with ginger hair and a puddingy face get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women. The whole piece was about how many hundreds of women he slept with. Really? Yeah. No wonder he looks so knackered. We should have it as our archive. No wonder he looks so tired. Now, I have to say, I mean, I saw him. Why didn't they dress up? Why did... Gabrielle not dress up. No, Gabrielle did dress up. She looked lovely. Did she? But she, she was did. all in black. No, but she had this lovely floaty thing on. And actually, do you know what? Her and Mick Hutnell, they engaged with the audience. And it was just like being 20 years ago. I mean, I saw him in 1989. Have we had your mum scream yet? We haven't had mum. I lost mum screaming when I closed the phone. We lost mum screaming. But my mum did literally scream at the place down. I have lost my eardrums. 
it was like, I mean, it was like being 18, not 1889 again. I'm not that old, am I? 1989. But he was better. He was actually better. He is, Mick Hucknall has still got it. And the best thing, it was hilarious because we were right at the front in, in front of the pit. See, I know all the technical terms now because of the pit. Um, with this like 10 foot security guard. I mean, he was literally like enormous. And he's standing there looking at the crowd, you know, protecting the band. You could, you, little Rottweiler. And then all of a sudden, it was like a scene from like the Full Monty. The foot started tapping, tap, tap, tap. Then he started doing a little shimmy. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute. So my, my video, I was videoing Simply Red because I was sending them to you when I and showing you. And then I swung the camera around onto the security guard and there he was tapping away. And this great big man was just all of a sudden singing Sunrise. And, and it literally, and if you don't know me by now, he did a really good if you don't know me by now. Really good. But you know what I love? It's like you go and see these, these sort of older bands. I wish he dressed up though. Do you know, he opened his mouth and he sounded like an angel. He didn't hit one bad note. Naughty Gabriel, they were both amazing. But he literally sounded exactly the same as when I saw him 20 years ago. He was amazing. There was not one bad note. And and it's like, they come on stage and we're all older. I'm older, he's older, we're all older. Was the old audience and quite old? Yeah, uh, well, sort of my sort of age. There was a mix, but they were mostly around my sort of age. But they know how to party. You know, girls of my age, they know how to party. They're waving their arms. We're bouncing around. We know all the words. I mean, literally, it was deafening. You know, they do the thing where they put the mic out for the audience to sing. It was deafening. It was absolutely like everybody was going for it. But it's like this sort of older man walks out as we all are no criticism to him i'm not older. onto the well you know you've been surgically enhanced haven't you <laughs> and he sort of comes onto the stage and you think oh bless you know he's 62 now you know i'm in my 50s is he really 62 he's 62 now but as soon as he opens quite his mobile mouth, though isn't he no he was pinging around like a ping pong ball and it was like as soon as he opens his mouth you can just see that they go back in time to who to who they were they're that persona you know they, they shave 50 years off of themselves and i oh wow if you can go see, very him, go see him they're very difficult people though do you know he seemed genuinely really nice no they are difficult anyone who's famous is difficult oh i don't know i'm sure tom cruise isn't difficult you know i don't think morton harkett loads the dishwasher <laughs> Yeah, I know Morton Harkett is difficult. I'm not being funny, but if we got our hands on them, the dishwasher isn't going to be our priority, is it? <laughs> That's not what they'll be loading. Well, talking of dishwashers, we've both been watching Marriage. We have, yeah. Oh, it literally makes my skin crawl and reminds me how I can't live with another person. It just reminded me of what it was like to be married all they do is bicker. She mm. keeps shouting Chips. up the stairs. Have you wiped the toilet? Have you wiped the bathroom? Have you wiped the toilet? And then, when they're not shouting or bickering, there's just these silences. And it was so silent with nothing happening. I thought my screen had frozen. I'm going, bloody BT, my internet. No, it was them. <laughs> Endless cooking and eating and scraping plates and putting them in the dishwasher. 
And how many times have we seen a couple sitting on a bench by a gravestone? Oh, no. It's a cliche. BBC, it's a cliche. It's overdone. Get over it, really. What's your problem? A bit harsh. Their child died. A bit harsh. Yeah, but it's a cliche and their child hasn't actually died. It just put there so you have some sympathy for these ghastly, ghastly people. They do what (laughs) I did in my marriage. You're endlessly competitive with who's busier. Dare I say, you I liked it. You haven't, you've got a coaster there. I know, there, it's only water. No, no, you've made a mark. It's water, it'll dry. Don't upset yourself. I actually liked it, though. I hate to say this, I actually re- really enjoyed it. But it's probably because you haven't been married, because it just reminds me of how horrendous it is and the bickering and the snide remarks and the one-upmanship and the shouting up the stairs. Have you wiped the toilet? Have you wiped the toilet? I literally couldn't stand it. There was one moment of clarity where it was strange because the girl who works at the gym thought she was being chatted up by Sean Bean. You'd be lucky. Yeah, yeah. And she goes and hides in the office. Just chat to him. He's not molesting you, you stupid girl. Yeah, he is on the other side of the counter. Get a grip. You're just being friendly. Yeah, Why yeah. are women so anti-men just chatting to them? Get, a, get over poor, yourself. Poor Sean. He did come across a bit creepy. So she goes and hides in the office and the man who works at the gym was sitting there eating crisps on a break and he said, I've still got five minutes. Typical British worker. I'm with Liz Truss on this. Work shy, chippy. Get off your ass and do some work. <laughs> No, I knew you. I knew you'd. As soon as I saw it, I knew you'd phone in on that. I knew you would. It's lucky to have a job. But I, I mean, there was, there was, they did bicker, but there was also. Didn't lots you of think little... the daughter was awful and entitled? No, no, I thought I, I loved this. I see. I loved the house the was so untidy. I thought there was a lot of little stuff. I, I thought it was very subtle, very gentle. I love the storyline with the daughter, with the controlling boyfriend. I, and when she met the really nice guy and they had that lovely day, I thought that was beautifully done. I thought that was just lovely. Um, I liked all the little sort of, you know, she'd bring him a cup of tea and give him a little kiss. Or the, Despite the bickering, there was that closeness, wasn't there? Well, it's funny you should say that, really. They did smile at each other occasionally. And actually... That's not normal. I can't remember my husband genuinely smiling at me or giving no. me a hug or giving me an impromptu kiss. No. No, you could see. He just kept opening the fridge. And I'd say to him, why do you keep opening the fridge? Why are you just looking in it? Don't keep opening the fridge. Literally made me vow never to get married again. Not that it's likely. But it's horrendous, and all you do is bicker, 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 bicker. Have you wiped the toilet? Bicker, 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 bicker. Silence, eating, dishwasher. But you're right about the drama thing because they've been screening this week. Oh my God, the Buddha of Suburbia with Naveen Andrews, who you know is my heartthrob. Another so one. So handsome. Another one. In. Buddha of Suburbia, Naveen Andrews plays the main character who's mixed race Indian or Pakistani or Muslim or something. And his best friend is a sort of David Bowie figure, and David Bowie did the music. Stephen McIntosh is his best friend. 
Oh my God, Stephen McIntosh is so handsome. So you're basically watching it for the crumpet. But Stephen McIntosh and I in London shared the same vet. Is this the so I kept taking, <laughs> I kept taking Squeaky to the vet in Islington in Cross Street in case I saw Stephen McIntosh. And the vet oh, eventually dear. said to me that I've got Munchausen syndrome. Oh, dear. Poor Squeaky. Is I it... kept offering her up. Where's, is Stephen bringing his dog in today? Oh, dear. We had a Miranda Priestley moment as well this week. Oh, right, we? yeah. You're going to read my column next, aren't you? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm We've got a theme this week of marriage and concerts. We have, yes, we have. But your Miranda Priestley moment was, I said to Liz, I've got a man DMing me on Twitter. He's quite handsome, but I think I'm being chatted up. So Liz said, yes, there are some desperate men out there. <laughs> I was like, probably is a catfish, to be honest, but I can dream. <laughs> I can dream. I don't understand what a catfish is. Apparently a hatfish is when bald men message you and they wear hats. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Oh, I've not heard of that one. Should we see what's happening in the column this week? Yeah, and then I've got a cracking archive. Cracking. So I'm Liz this week. I'm going to read the column. and Liz I'm going to interject. She's going to give us the juicy gossip underneath. And this week it's called... I don't know why when women talk about stuff it's called gossip. When men talk about stuff it's just sort of talking. No, no, men, men gossip as well. Do they? Yeah. Martin loves a bit of gossip. Loves it. Is he a part female? Well, no, he does love a bit of gossip, though. Does he? Oh, they all do. They go down the pub, they stand round the bar, and they're all gossiping. It's definitely not a woman thing. David wasn't a gossiper. He didn't even know who Brad Pitt was. He must. How, how can you no, know? he said he wouldn't be able to pick up Brad Pitt in a lineup. No. Well, I suppose it proves he's not gay. No, he's not gay. Because Brad Pitt is just, it's just honey to a bee, isn't it? Right, okay, before I go, I guess, I don't want to be unfaithful with Tom Cruise to Brad Pitt. Um, in which I go to the rock star show. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. As the great late Bernard Cribbins said in 40 Poor Towers. great Bernard Cribbins. Poor. Well, he's dead, isn't he? I don't know. He's, well, I suppose they must all be dead, mustn't they, from 40 no, Towers? he only died last week. Did he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, OK. Oh, poor, poor man. The hotel inspectors, which is puzzlingly, no longer available on iPlayer. Sunday and my column about me turning into an incontinent collie is published. Now, there was a big thing on Twitter about you being on incontinent. Was there? There was a big thing about what it. What did it say? Well... Baby Puppy was extremely upset on Twitter. Extremely Who? upset. Baby Puppy. If, because it was a bit of a thing. Did, were you incontinent or did you have an upset stomach? Well, what's the difference? Apparent, a lot of difference. Because I thought you just weed yourself a bit. No. no. <laughs> Why was I standing in the lavender? I thought you just... And got... also the last line was from Sex and the City... Charlotte, you just shit your pants, I think you're done. Yeah, How I, much clearer does, or are you not paying attention? No, but I just thought it was a colloquialism, but the, the, the girls on Twitter put me right. So there was a little bit of like, oh my God, from that. You haven't seen that scene in Sex and the City, it's absolutely I fantastic. I haven't. I, I think that's the first time on telly we saw a woman <laughs> shit her pants. Yeah. 
and now we've got it in the column. Yeah. So, so there was a Twitter storm. No, it was. There was. They were very concerned about your 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 stomach upset. There was a Twitter shitstorm. Oh my God! Award winning. I'm good, aren't I? Award winning. But no, come on, get on with people it. People were quite appalled. Um, okay, oh, for the days before the internet when Zoe Yeah, Heller. but these things happen, don't they? It's like today in the Times, Deborah Ross, who's my favourite person in the whole world, I love her, she's so funny and she's absolutely fantastic and she refuses to get another dog because she was so grief-stricken when she oh, lost her last oh. dog and she used to lay on the floor with him downstairs after his operation. Yeah, good owner, good owner. Anyway, Deborah in the Times today is talking about period poverty and menstrual cycles because the period poverty champion has just been appointed and he's a man that's ridiculous and she said well you're a man you've never put a napkin on your seat because of what you've done to the chair and you've never backed out of a room so how are you in charge of period poverty you've got to read that column it's absolutely hilarious and spot on no i'm going to read that i'm going to read that so deborah's talking about seats and i was reversing into, lavender, into bush. a lavender bush you was you was right so okay for the days before the internet when zoe heller would have to walk into a local kinko's in new york to fax me a column which i would then have to type How into the system from what you've just read because we've moved on now you're incontin- can you start that bit again we went we went from your incontinent collie is published right. and then to days before the internet that made perfect sense. Oh, for the days before the oh, internet. Yeah. Okay, oh. yeah, but you slow your words. Right, okay, do that again then. Sunday, my column about me turning into an incontinent collie is published. Oh, for the days before the internet. When? Zoe Heller would have to walk into a local Kinko's in New York to fax me a column, which I would then have to type into the system before telephoning her to say... It's 200 words short. Could you think about naming the older man or not? It's fine. She never would. Wouldn't she? No. See, she's not you then, is she? And also, the editor of the Sunday Times magazine would say to Zoe, is there anything you want to do this week? Any, where, any country you want to go to? Do you want to jump out a plane or go to... No. No. See, I'd have taken full <laughs> advantage of that. I'd have been wing walking. I'd have been doing all sorts. She gave very little away, actually. But then she wrote notes on a scandal and became hugely rich and successful and didn't have to do it anymore. This is my aim. So she kind of done it quite well then, didn't she? Yes. She gave very little away, didn't really And she was always lovely as a writer, one of the few lovely writers, because they're all nightmares. And she was just so nice to me. She'd invite me to lunch with the editor. I would just tag along. Oh, bring Liz, bring Liz. And we had a great relationship, and she was just so talented and nice. The nicest writers I've edited and worked with was Zoe Heller and Helen Fielding. Love Helen. Helen Fielding was so nice. She was never Miranda Priestley. She was just sweet. She was just grateful. She was just nice. See, that's that's nice. She'd isn't write it? me little postcards thanking me. Oh, oh. I hate it when people get famous or get or get become successful and they just go horrible. There's no need for it. Tom. No, Tom's not horrible. Tom's perfect. Oh, God. Come Should on. Should we get on to the rock star? The rock star said 
did you really shit your pants over lunch day and stay? Well, you'd missed out, or even 20 years ago, when my husband would whine, have you written a piece about, my mar- about our marriage? And I would say, with the confidence of someone who knows he would never be bothered to go into Sainsbury's to buy a copy of the paper, no, why on earth what make you think mad? Yeah, I thought we'd just want to get onto the Rockstar. <coughs> oh, go on then. I was doing that on purpose. I thought we'd just like skip that bit. So he said that. So you said, me, why are you reading my column? The last one why? was a stalker. Why? Always listening to the podcast, the nosy podcast. <laughs> yes, probably because he won't hear what you were saying about him. <laughs> so he said, he said, she said, he said, because I want to find out what you're really thinking, how you feel about White Pepper Guy and me. Me. Shouldn't you be rehearsing him? Too late now. Anyway, he forgave me. That night, I went to see him at the festival. It didn't go well. It was raining during the hottest, dry summer on record. Never mind him possibly being electrocuted. The rain meant my hair frizzed up. Oh, my God. He was it there. was the humidity! It was the humidity! I was reminded of Monica in Friends on her visit to Barbados. I told him I need two seats and doubtless the man behind me will be requesting a refund. So basically you were blocking the view, was <laughs> Yeah. That's, I was blocking his view in the same way at Earl's Court. I was at Prince Diamonds and Pearls tour. I love that. I and, that one. And Lulu was stood behind me and she didn't see a thing. Lulu. <laughs> She's only little anyway, isn't she? And you're massive. And I said to her, are you going to shout? <laughs> I'd bought a pair of Masha Harishi olive green. No, no. Maharishi. Maharishi. It's all this, no one will know the difference. Olive green combat trousers for the occasion. When they turned up, I realised they were quite low slung, meaning my crotch was near my knees, crisscross fashion. Wearing a nappy, are we? A puppy pad, he said. I've got to give it. That's good. I like him. That's good. Puppy pad. That's good. I mean, give him his due. Planting a hurried kiss on my cheek. Hurried's not good. I was wearing hourglass... Primer. Primer. You see, primer, you have to use primer first because primer is like a bra for the face. Never makes any difference on me. Well, you're... Past it. It's just too late. Primer. Wear primer, everyone. That's my tip. So, basically, you covered him... In this primer. Like a moth. Like a moth. Several moths have flown into his face, leaving smudges. Poor man. And he was going on stage. smudges. That's really... And I didn't even mention it. And I remember once I stayed at his house in London and I dyed his Lucy brown with my fake tan. Is he still going on about that? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you would, wouldn't you? But who has a white Lucy? Who has a white Lucy? I've got a white Lucy. But, well, apart from you... I've got a white Lucy. What happens when you fake tan? How do you go to the loo while you air dry? I don't fake tan. I can't be bothered to shave You're from Essex. And it's like you're not even allowed in Essex. No, I'm not. No, I, no, I'm not an Essex girl. I'm a Leighton girl. I'm an East Ender, not an Essex girl. Leighton is in Essex. No, no, it's not. Leighton is in East London. It's not Essex. I couldn't relax during the concert as I kept thinking about the room he booked with its double bed and twin beds. You can't have more than one bed in a room. Are you still offended by that? Even now, you've you've been offended by you that. You can't have more than one bed in a room. How many times do I have to say this? Well, if you've got the dogs, then they get their own bed. 
Does he want me to sleep in the single bed? What will the cleaner think the next day? I always worry about the cleaners. Do you know, when I'm in a hotel, I always make the bed, put the things in the recycling, put, hang the do. towels up. I don't make a mess. No, I think it's really, really rude when people leave things everywhere and just leave it for the cleaner. I think it's so rude yeah. they can't put their rubbish in the bin. I hate people to do that. Rude. But when I'm in an aeroplane and I leave the aeroplane, the air hostess says to me, you've left a really lovely clean area. Thank you. <laughs> when I'm in the cinema, I take my popcorn thing out of the cinema and put it in the bin. But everyone should, Everyone just leaves it on the ground. No, that's rude. It's rude. People aren't there to clean up after you like that. It's just nasty. Come on. <laughs> so it was weird to see him singing and adoring fans waving and filming as I knew his jeans had a burn mark from when he was ironing them moments backstage I had said don't do a Paul McCartney and have the first hour all about songs we've never heard of that's true I hate that which meant people sloped off to get an organic frozen yoghurt he was so upset suddenly unsure that he had just stood iron on bottom for minutes until they started smoke he dismissed my advice from someone who was living in the past. I'm only living in the past because I'm made to do an archive. <laughs> so you're in the past with your archive. The sex when men come off stage is always a disappointment. So let's let's all let's all learn this now. When Mick Hucknell comes off stage, it's going to be a disappointment. <laughs> you can never be adoring enough. I should have hired the young man from reception, climbed on his shoulders, and waved a banner. They take a while to come down. No matter how many times you say they were really great, they never believe you. What do you know, cloth ears? They sit, head bowed over their phone, reading reviews on Twitter, when all you want to do is order room service and watch Love Island. I don't know how Linda could stand it. No, I don't know how Linda could stand it. Sorry, all you want to do is watch Love Island and have room service. Yeah. You're in a hotel with a bloke and you want to... I think I'd rather watch telly, really. Let's hope he never hears Would this. You? Oh, dear. Well, that's the next date going to be interesting, isn't it? You can read this week's diary in full in Man on Sunday's You magazine. Do you want to know what the archive is? Let's hear about the Living archive. Living in the past. Let's live in the past. This is my wedding day. Da, da, da. Oh, my God. You know, there's been stuff in the news recently saying that people aren't getting married because it's too expensive. It is ridiculous, though. But if I... Well, I'm not going to get married again, having watched marriage, but if I got married again, I would never say... You know, just the hire of Babington House was £20,000. Yeah. And that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Imagine what it'd be now. It was 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Just the accommodation was 20,000, but I didn't budget for the fact the next day they'd all eat breakfast. Yeah. So my honeymoon was spent looking at my phone, thinking Nat West were going to send me an email saying your check to Babington House bounced. That was my honeymoon. Nerville had none of this stress. He wasn't involved in any of it. He didn't even pay for his own wedding suit, he didn't pay for the wedding rings. But I got the photos out of my wedding and I looked at everyone. And of every family member and every friend that was at my wedding, I am now only still in touch with one. That's really sad, isn't it? Sue Needleman. That's really sad. Good old Sue. Shit, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Sue. Yay! 
Don't you think that's appalling? What yeah. a load of freeloading scum. But also, it's a real shame that... I mean, I'm taking from what you said. You didn't enjoy yourself at your own wedding, did you? I mean... I was so worried about what it was costing. My mum got really hot during the dinner and had to be sort of wheeled out. My brother, Nick who I wrote about last week, he opened the minibar and opened a £52 bottle of champagne. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Then I had to hire a babysitter for my niece's baby. And it went on and on. And then the photographer had to be put in a pub because my nephew, David, wanted to be in the main house. And then Rick, my husband's friend, got so drunk he nearly drowned in the lake. It was just one disaster after another. So watch marriage, look at your bank account, don't get married, because it's just a complete stress. But, but, I mean, there was someone, I think, on Twitter the other day, and she was doing about her wedding, and she'd made her own wedding dress, and she'd made her own favours, and they had a nice dinner at a pub, and, you know, had some music, and I think that whole wedding cost something, I mean, it was ridiculous, it was like less than a couple of hundred, it was absolutely ridiculous. And I didn't and get they, any wedding gifts, I didn't, had I didn't get any wedding gifts either. No, I just see. I forgot to eat the cake. See, I was so stressed. I forgot to eat the cake and I picked it up from Notting Hill and it was organic and it was covered in flowers and candles. I think it's become, I mean, we sort of, me and my mum used to do, my mum was a Greek caterer and we used to do Greek weddings and it was such a show thing, you know, how much you could show off to the relatives and what you spent and how lovely this was and how lovely that was. It all sort of come away from the real thing of, like, two people getting married because they wanted to be together. And I always thought that was quite a shame. And it was lovely and it was extravagant. And then they were in debt for the next God knows how many years. I don't... If I ever get married... You have to have a level of seriousness. And I think that's part of making a meal of it is because do we really want to do this? Lots of you get in touch, telling me what you think about my life and my decisions. So I think it's only fair that you get to have your say here on the podcast too. If you'd like to get in touch, then go to lizjonesgoddess.com or tweet me at lizjonesgoddess. Go to the letters next. Let's go to the letters. So a lot of people you talked last week about Nick and about your mum. My and dead brother and yeah. my dead mother. Yeah. So we had a lot of letters about that and people who have lost their own family. And Colette said, I read your article in you in which I remember my brother. It moved me and the sentiment and tenderness <laughs> of your brother Nick shows in your description of him. Dogs, dogs, helpful, helpful not. What I want to encourage you to do is, apart from publishing your own book, and good luck with that, I think Nick's book should be published too. He was obviously a talented young man and there's bound to be some gems in his writing. Summertime publishing is worth looking at. It will put Nick in that sunny space in the universe. I've recently completed a writing course in Tuscany in the hope of my writing dream emerging, and I'll look forward to hearing more about Nick and his book. Oh, That's a good idea, isn't it? You have thought about doing that, haven't you? How come you? she gets to go to Tuscany to write a book? I don't know. That's a re- writing course. So well, I still nice. don't get to go, do I? But you've thought about finishing Nick's novel, haven't you, before you, you said... Yeah, but I don't do it in Tuscany. You could do it in Tuscany. 
You could that be nice. it from us this week if you enjoyed listening to Liz Jones's diary the podcast why not visit melplus.co.uk forward slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts videos opinion pieces and more I'll be back next Sunday but for now I'm Liz Jones and I'm Nick goodbye, goodbye.